What is up? I'm your host, Gabby, and welcome to the Ship My Roommate Says podcast. Come vibe with my guests and I as we share our stories and open up about the taboo topics that roam around in most people's minds. All right, welcome to the Ship My Roommate Says podcast. My name is Gabby, and today we have with us a very fun person that I got to know. Let's give it up for Mr. Joseph Drolshagen. Hello, Gabby. It's great to be here with you. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Yes, I am excited. I know we've been rescheduling here and there just due to life, and I am so glad to have you on today. Yeah, I'm grateful to be here. This is an honor. So thank you very much for this opportunity. Of course. Well, what we like to do here with the Ship My Roommate Says podcast is we like to do a little bit of an introduction where we get to know a little bit about you and how we met. So okay. feel free to take it away. Absolutely. So so I, I grew up in outside of Detroit, Michigan, in a low, a really low income blue collar family. And there were five kids and my mom and dad. And, you know, they stayed married till death do us part. But I watched them my entire youth struggle. I watched them struggle financially. I watched them both work so many hours that it took a beating on their health. I watched how that stress, worry, fear impacted their relationship. And Gabby, at nine years old, I remember thinking, something's not right here. Like, this isn't how you're supposed to live. And even knowing that, I carried those same patterns and I carried that same conditioning into my adulthood. And I struggled for years financially, regardless of my income. I struggled in relationships. In fact, I felt like things weren't right unless there was struggle attached to it. So in my mid twenties, I set out to change that once and for all in my life. And I set out and I started going through programs. I started getting books, doing experiments. I, over my Two decades, I've invested hundreds of thousands of dollars in myself and certifications in building my knowledge and, you know, working with coaches and programs and such to build into what I do today. And when I was in my 20s, this passion lit inside of me. I was listening to a gentleman, a guy doing a talk, and I don't remember what he said, but I remember it just lit this fuse in my inside of my soul that I wanted to spend my life helping people, inspiring, motivating, and leading people to living better lives. But another part of my conditioning was that a man gets a job and supports a family and hopefully lives long enough to enjoy some years in retirement. So, I, And I bought into that hook, line, and sinker. And I ended up with a corporate career that took me up to a vice president of sales, working with companies that were either in bankruptcy or headed to bankruptcy to come out that other side and get back into profitability. And I was good at that, but it wasn't what I wanted to do. And even though I kept continuing to invest in myself, continuing to learn and grow in this area that I live today, I had that dual role going. And this always felt like a hobby until in my 40s, my dad passed away from cancer and my mom just didn't want to be alive without him. And a little over a year later, she passed away of natural causes, no illnesses, things like that. It's just loneliness, like missing him. And I found myself an orphan and I, I just couldn't do it anymore. You know, I remember pulling over on the side of the expressway. I was in Iowa at the time and I pulled over on the expressway and I just broke down and I just said, God, I can't do this anymore. Like I have this passion is so strong to help other people, but nothing comes of it no matter what I do. And if you could take this away and put any other passion, anything else in its place, I'll follow it with all my heart and all my soul, but I don't know how to do it. Is that pleading kind of prayer? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? 
Definitely. Maybe you've had that in your life. Or one- I get that. I get that every now and then. Sometimes, you know, yeah. we just get those like trying, yeah. very, very arduous moments. Yes. Yes. One of the things I would realize within three weeks of that, of that pleading prayer is that exactly what you just said, Gabby, is what I was doing. I was trying and I was trying harder and I was trying harder and I was trying harder and going through the exact conditioning I learned from my parents, where you just beat yourself up mentally, emotionally, physically, trying to get to what you want to achieve. Mm-hmm. And when I let go of that, when I started really taking, you know, my certifications and the coaching and stuff seriously and looking into it, I started understanding how life is meant to be easy. It's meant to be joyful. It's meant to be an adventure, not hard work like we make of it. Very, very true. <laughs> Within six months of that day, I said the prayer, I resigned from corporate America. I left Iowa and moved down to the mountains in South Carolina, which is where I always wanted to live. And I've been doing that ever since living down here. I'm five minutes from a trout stream, 10 minutes from waterfalls. And I just absolutely love my life. And I get to help other people do the same in their life. That is just amazing. <laughs> I love it's, it. And you, you have such a, a positivity and like an energy with it. So that's what makes it even better is that you feel so passionate about it. Yeah. I, and I am every single day. You know, I can't say that I'm never, ever you know, in, in a bad mood or, or, but almost every day I wake up and I'm excited to get the day going. You know, I'm one of these people that like to stay up late and then get up early in the morning as well. But it, but it's just because like living in my passion and I wasn't always like this. I used to want to, I used to be late for work from sleeping in. I used to, you know, go to bed early and sleep all kinds of hours and everything else. But once we open up that passion, once we tap into that unique gifts and talents within us, and start bringing those outward and quit beating ourselves to exhaustion with things, life becomes easier and it becomes more fulfilling and more exciting, ultimately. Ma, I need your, I need your sense of positivity sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you know, the good thing about, you know, the, the path you chose to take, that's how we met. It is. We met, we met through networking, you know, and I think the one thing that even shows just the successes of where your path has taken you is through networking. You know, that's to me, the first step of building those connections with people is getting to meet people and just putting yourself out there. We met in the online group, you know, just to help promote. um, Actually, I spoke to, I believe your partner and then she introduced me to you Yes. But yes, but, but, you know, it was through, it was through networking to meet additional people who share that same energy and goal, you know, assertiveness. And it was really nice. Yeah. And when you and I, the first time we talked, what was it? A few weeks, a month ago, whatever it was the first time yep. we talked, I was like, Oh my God, I love your energy. Like when you say that about the positiveness, you have it already. You, you already display it. You live through it. You can tell just from talking to you in 10 seconds. Aw, thank you, Shucks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what those eyes. That's the mom in me, you know. That's the like gosh, those moments are trying, but you know what? Yes, at the end of the day, I do like to I do like to live a positive life because there's definitely no reason to live a negative one. Yes. And you know, realistically, every living, breathing human being desires the same thing. And yep. what I'm able to do is 
help people remove the blocks in them that are halting them from experiencing that on the outside of their life. And, you know, I guess that's what brings us to a good, a good uh, transition. That's why, that's why I wanted to have you on today. You, when you and I had spoken previously, we made a really good um, connection when it came to the topic of self-sabotaging. And that's why I wanted to have you on today because I really enjoyed your story with it. Mm -hmm. And I feel the only way to kind of give the listeners and the viewers a little bit of insight, let's start from the beginning. So why is self-sabotaging so important to you? Why do you feel so deep about it? Well, the reason being, again, with my passion being to inspire, motivate, and lead millions of people to living better lives, mm-hmm. our, our number one enemy is nowhere outside of us. We can't go anywhere and find it. It's within. It's our paradigms, which are patterns of belief or our habits. It's our conditioning. And we didn't sign up for it, so it's, not, it's nobody's fault about our conditioning. You know, if you grew up with my parents, you have different conditioning than if you grew up as Donald Trump's children, right? <laughs> I mean, there's just a different conditioning in there as far as the wealth and things like that and, and all of yeah. that. So not, not that his, theirs is better than mine, <laughs> but we do. We have that conditioning and it's not our fault because we didn't sign up for it when we were born. And it's not the people who gave it to us because they did the best they could do. But we have that conditioning that is almost like our boundaries that we live by. And self-sabotage comes in that way. You know, when you look at so many countries or how it used to be here and even in the U.S. and such, where people would work a half a day and take a couple hour break and then go back and work. And, and now it's more and more and more. And one Mm -hmm. of the things I use for that is when I do my workshops is I have a window pane and I have a fly that's bumping up against that window pane. And you've seen that, right, Gabby, where it tries Mm -hmm. harder and harder and harder to go through that window pane. Yep. That's how we are in our life. When we want to do something or achieve something, we try most of so many people will try harder and harder and harder to go through that window pane. Later on in the workshop, I show that same picture, except I circle that two inch opening at the bottom of the window that if that fly were to just drop down, it would be free. Instead, though, because of that trying harder and harder, it ends up dead on the windowsill. Right. Mm hmm. The same thing happens with most people's desires, so many people's desires and their visions for their life is they end up dead on the windowsill of life based on exhaustion. And it's all self-imposed through our conditioning patterns and paradigms. So for me to be able to get, and that's why I so much appreciate this is being able to get that message out. Life is not supposed to be exhausting. We choose that. We do it consciously (laughs) or we do it unconsciously, but we choose that. Yep. What happens that two inch opening in that window, everything somebody wants to create or be or do or have in their lifetime is available to them. But when we're trying harder and harder and harder, we don't see those opportunities coming along to help us obtain that. So we get stuck in that trying harder and harder mode. That's why so many people will look into the law of attraction, try it and say, this is BS. It doesn't work when it actually works perfect every time. But what, what, what's happened is there's been so much talk about the law of attraction and there's not a lot of assistance in helping people with the application of it, how to apply it. Cause we're all unique individuals. So how you would apply it, Gabby is different than how I would apply it. And that's where I specialize in helping people 
to implement those principles into their life, to shift the blocks and patterns and paradigms so that they can move forward. And all of a sudden, people start achieving things easier. That's why when you look at some people that are wealthy, it seems like they put in this much effort and they get huge outcomes on it. And other people are killing themselves trying, you know, with the, with the, with the effort and not getting anything out of it. That's the difference right there. Yeah. Does that make sense? It really does. I mean, at least to me. So yeah, well, hopefully to everybody, everybody, <laughs> <laughs> but at least to me, it does. But no, so, and, and that's true though. You know, is that, I guess to me, what I've learned with failure is I see a bigger picture when I'm evaluating a situation. So to me, I, I know because I've already tried in the past A, B, and C that maybe A, B, and C don't work exactly how I've done them, but maybe if I shift them a certain way, it's, it's to me, it's that mentality of not just trying the same ways over and over. There's different ways. You just have to see the bigger picture. So Absolutely. that's how I take things. No, and I, I, I agree with you fully. Thomas Edison tried 10,000 times to invite the light bulb, invent the light bulb, 10,000 times. And when they said to him, so what do you think about 10,000 failures? He goes, oh, no, I've got 10,000 pieces of information to show me how to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's another thing with self-sabotage. So often somebody will set out to achieve something and they'll, they'll stumble on it and they go, I, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. And they'll give up right there. But really, it's, it's not, a, you know, our stumbling blocks can be stepping stones to exactly what you said, to that knowledge gain. I wrote a whole book called Life's Lessons, and it's all about taking life experiences and finding the lesson in it, that everything we go through is to teach us to grow and expand into achieving the life we came here to have. And so and when know, we start, go ahead. That is so funny. Like it, those exact words you just used the life lesson. Um, and I personally feel, I know, I know a little, little quick tangent. I personally feel, and I've, I've told you about it, that I have had moments recently where I feel I've had that little bit of self-sabotaging. And it's funny because I think since we've last spoken, I've kind of just taken some time mentally for myself Mm -hmm. and I was able to say, Hey, you know what? the winter storm that happened, all of the unforeseen work schedule and accommodations, like all of that. Yes, it might've been excessive and overwhelming at that time, but now I have learned to take it as what it was, a life lesson, a lesson learned nonetheless, you know, and that's, it's so funny when you said that, I was like, Hey, that's exactly how I felt. So I had been meaning to tell you like, Hey, you know, <laughs> that's I, did, awesome. I did mine. I did manage to find the good. That's great. In all of that. When we do that, it just helps us grow and expand. You know, when you look at this, um, when you look at COVID and the impact it's had so many people I talk to are like, Oh my God, this is devastating. It's this, it's that and everything else. And then I'll talk to people that say, man, it brought my family back together. We're eating dinners together again. We're doing things as a family again. We're spending time together and things. Mm-hmm. The only, and this is the whole thing with self-sabotage. The only difference between that is the mindset. Yep. It's all about our mindset. You know, remember when they had the, a couple of years ago, they had the wildfires in California? Yes. And I was watching the news 
And they were showing this couple on there and they're standing outside and there's all this rubbish behind them and still some smoke coming and the house is just flattened. It was, it was so sad to see. And, and they're standing there and they're just like, she's crying and he's having a hard time talking. They go, man, we lost everything. We lost everything, you know, in that we just, we lost everything. And that's all he could say a few different times. And then they went to a commercial and they went to some other stuff and they came back and they talked to another couple. And the couple was standing there, same thing with the kind of the rubbage and the burnt mm-hmm. stuff and everything behind them. And, you know, everything's just demolished. And, and, um, and they say, so, you know, how are you feeling or how, and they said, they, they kind of, they were holding hands and they squeezed tighter and they go, you know what? we got all the important stuff right here. Everything else can be replaced. Now, what makes the difference between those two? The mindset. Yeah, our perspective. How we look at it. How we look at our situations, circumstances, and conditions that happen in our life. Mm -hmm. And some people will use that as a way to put down their vision, their desires, and what they want. And live on a mediocre life when there's so much more available to them. Mm-hmm. And some people will look at the other way and say, okay, let's brush off and move forward. We have the important things here. Exactly. That is what happened. I, I went down that tunnel of per, my own personal self-sabotage. I felt it because I was like, I had stopped recording for the podcast and ah. anybody who I talked to and knows me knows that this is like my pride and joy aside from my child, you know, and my relationship, (laughs) this is my, this is my baby. And when it was, you know, at the beginning of this year, I had everything in action, everything. I had my action plans, my, like, I'm going to get this done, Yes, you know, and my goals in place. And when all of that happened, like, I just, I felt like that meme of that guy that just had the, the papers and just threw them up in the air, like, yes. you know, like, fuck, like, fuck it off, you know? And, but that's in my head. That's how I felt. Cause I was just like, nope, there's just way too much going on. Like, I can't yeah. process all of this. Like, this is so many papers to pick up and organize again in my head that I felt I was personally self-sabotaging the one thing that I personally want to grow and gain with in life. I was self, I was sabotaging my podcast. Like I yeah. felt it. And I was like, you know what? It's up to me to stop. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And and you know, with the self-sabotage, that's awesome that you could see that. So many people, what happens is we live so deeply in that conditioning, we don't even realize that we're repeating those same patterns in that conditioning. That's the benefit of somebody calling somebody like me is because you can have somebody that's an outsider that that's trained in, in all of that stuff and has a proven track record to help you see where you're living through your barriers, your limitations, you know, and, and your self-sabotage really. So how many, so when you first got started, what were the, what were the hard what were the hard uh, roads that you had transitioning into, you know, your, your goal, your, the life coaching. For me personally, mm-hmm. it was really breaking that conditioning that a man gets a job and supports a family and hopefully lives long enough to enjoy some retirement. That was, that was really 
tough thing for me to do because I was so conditioned with that. Not only the words, but seeing the examples generation after generation after generation like that with my, you know, my dad, my uncles and, and my grandparents and everything living that way. Even my friend base. When I taught, when I said, you know, I, I'm going to resign and move away, I, I lost some friends. They were like, man, how, how can you do that? Later on, I would realize what stops so many people is fear. And the, the fear is really stepping outside of our comfort zone. That's where the fear comes in. As long as we continue, you know, I say some people live 90 years, other people live one year, 90 times, and they just continue to repeat those same patterns over and over and over. You know, to, that's that comfort zone. That's where you have control, but you're just living on repeat over and over and over in your life. When we step outside of there, we're stepping into something new. So of course there's gonna be some fear associated with it. Yep. And what I realized is the people who bucked against me for what I was doing with my life were people that were really afraid to do that in their life, even though they might desire to. So that was my big hurdle there is like losing some long-term friendships, um, the understanding of family. Now, my mom and dad were passed away, but siblings and things like that and such. That, that was hard for me to get over that through that conditioning of that. And it's funny because I work with a lot of entrepreneurs. And at the beginning of the year, I did a five or six session live thing on entrepreneur myth busting. And one of the first ones, when you read stuff on entrepreneurs, they say, before you step into it, talk it over with your family and your friends. And, but yeah, these are people that taught you to live like you're living. So why would they be the people you talk to about shifting around and living differently mm -hmm. versus talking to somebody who has that experience in that area? Very true. You know, so that was, that was a big one for me is, is, is walking away from that, you know, cause the, the paycheck, you know, all the stuff entitled that goes along with a corporate job like that. And I mean, I was a vice president of sales, so I, I got paid pretty handsomely, you know, and had some nice benefits and things like that. So moving away from that, comfortable. I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I love my life today. I get to live in total freedom. I can operate my businesses from anywhere in the world. I can hire who I want to hire, work with who I want to work with. And, and, and the big blessing of it all is I truly get to help people live better lives with the works I do. I know when we did our episode together, or not even our episode, I actually went, because that's how, of course, I'm like, sorry, I, I just started like three sentences in my head. You know how you do that? <laughs> So no, I, three of them or <laughs> right. I know. I'll, I'll figure out. I'll, I'll I'll put it together. I'll fix it all. Don't worry. Uh, that was great. I know. I love it. It's how I work. But when um when and it brings me to my next kind of segment when when I you know when we had first spoken and you had told me how you your what you practice and how you coach the one part that I found interesting was that phone call you and I had together where we were able to go over everything within that 45. I think we even yeah. went a little bit over just cause I talk a lot. I do too. <laughs> All right. <It's> not bad. <laughs> but you know, I, I really found that that conversation so exhilarating because it was, it was, it was so much matching energy in a way, you know, because we were both there for the same reason. And 
for the fact that I had told you, you know, I had my doubts about things and my insecurities and it's, it was, it was easy to talk with you because again, that's, you started out at the same place that I'm currently at and look to where you go. You know, if I were to have that conversation, I've had that conversation. Um, like you said, um, you know, where they said to tell like your close family and friends, my friends were very supportive. My family was a little bit on the skeptical side, just Mm -hmm. because of course the information that I'd be saying is a little personal. So a lot of, and my family, the ones who were, were okay. And on the cool side of it are my younger generations. And the ones that of course were a little bit less mm, about it are my older generation families who have of course been conditioned to a certain way of living. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's definitely true and very understanding, but I loved our conversation that we had because it just put a lot of things into perspective. And I guess it also helped me to pull me out of my rut at the time. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's exactly why I offer those, you know, everybody I come across, I come across a lot of people, everybody I come across, I don't coach some people it's, it's doesn't align for them. Some people, not for me, some, neither one of us, but so I offer that 45 minute complimentary strategy session or discovery session where we can get on the phone and talk about what's going on for somebody. Where's that hurdle or that bump or that wall that they're running into. Mm-hmm. What's it look like on the other side? We start opening up the vision. We start opening up our imagination, which is you did an awesome, awesome job at that. But so often we're taught as part of our conditioning that it's immature to have an imagination, to have an active imagination. Oh, well, when really that's is, where our mind is there. <laughs> yeah, that's where our vision and desires and all that come through. So when somebody gets to open that up, a lot of times when I ask what, you know, on that call, what was your favorite part? They go talking about my vision. I had no idea those are things I wanted to do. And then I give some tools to bridge that gap between the two so people can walk away exactly what you did and start implementing that in their life mm-hmm. and bring I about found, those changes. I found that to be the most interesting part of our conversation was being able to put those things into perspective and feel free. You're more than welcome to say my, my session with you. So that way everybody can get to kind of have that little bit of understanding. So trying to think back you yours and yours and mine I said I believe like my obstacle with things was um with my with my overthinking it was my anxiety yes yes and I felt like that was my my big blocker mm-hmm. I don't remember the rest of it I'm like hmm. do you remember your vision my vision, of course, is to grow the podcast and the business and develop it into a brand. Yeah, definitely and, is my vision. And it, it expanded beyond that as well into your yes, personal life. Yes, mm-hmm. and other areas and stuff. So you spoke an awesome vision. I was like, I have it wrong record. I remember I talked about my wedding. Yes, yes, <laughs> I you did. I talked about my wedding to chefs. Yes. But no, it was, it was those things that to me it helps, you know, it helps to put those, it helps to put those goals into perspective. I believe you and I had utilized a a timeline. What was the timeline? Mm -hmm. How long, how long of the timeline? It was two or three, three years. That's what I was trying to say. It was three years. And, you know, and just in that three year timeframe and the fun part of your, your exercise was that 
it's such a short-term goal that is so easily achievable with the right mindset. Yes. And that's really what it is, is that mindset. It's helping open up an avenue for a new mindset. So, you know, I do the, I do the uh, complimentary, they're free for the 45 minute session. And I'll, I'll, you know, tell people how they can schedule that sometime in here. But, but I also do the first Saturday of every month, I do a vision calibration group where we get on zoom and there might be, you know, some weeks there might be eight people, some weeks there might be 25 people. I don't go above 30 people. Um, because I want to keep it where everybody has input. You know, that's one of the other things I want to talk about really quick, Gabby, is, you know, when I coach, I only add, I only coach seven people one-on-one a month. That's it. And in my groups, because I can have one-on-one and then group only people, I only do 12s every once in a while. I'll extend it to 15, but that's as large as I put the group. And the reason being, there's a lot of coaches that want to herd 50, 100, 150 people through their group. I, I want to have a personal impact on people's lives. And I have a plan on how I'm going to impact a million people's lives with, with a, a um, Life Ignited Institute where I'll certify other coaches and coaching like I do and expand that way and such. I want to make sure everybody I work with has 100% dedication towards their life, towards their changes, towards their results in their life. So the Zoom group, even the vision calibration, I only grow it to 30 people and I kind of cut it off there. And if somebody leaves and somebody else can come in, there's a waiting list and things like that and stuff. But, you know, but again, like I said, some weeks there's only eight people there and stuff. So, but it's all about spending an hour a month opening up our vision. What we talked about in our, in our, in your discovery session, it's getting into that place. There's no lecture sales, stuff like that. And so I do these things. I do a lot of lives and stuff. And I do a lot of this stuff at no cost because I know everybody I come across is not going to be a client, but I want to help as many people as I can in this process of this lifetime that I have. And you know, that brings up a very good point. You don't just wear the hat of a life coach you also are an author. I am. I am. I have have my book, Life's Lessons. It can be found on Amazon. I'm in the process of of writing one of seven books right now. And it'll be like a series of different things. Tell me a little bit more about that. What are those going to... What are those going to touch on? Well, the, 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 the second book... Okay, so the second book, I'll tell you the name of it, is The Power of Motherfucker. (laughs) There is such a high vibration to those two words and how we can use that or things like it to increase our vibration of the level in which we're living to open us up to receive more and do more and have more in our lifetime. And then I have the, the, I'm going to have behind that is the power of perception. There's, like I said, six or seven different books in the whole series. And they're not really super long books. They're not boring. They kind of jump in, get to the point, talk about, you know, how to, what, what it is, how to apply it. And then be done. I'm really excited about those. I was going to say, I can't wait to see more about these. And are these going to also be able to be um, found on Amazon as well? I don't think so. I think because we're, we're, we're going through the editing right now, and then we're going to go to publishers with that. And we're going to take the the one and then, you know, the model of the other ones will follow suit in that. So yeah, I'm really excited about that. That'll be very exciting. I can't wait to see more about that. And you know, I'm very excited to work with you and I'm very excited to have other people, you know, reach out to you and Mm -hmm. definitely try and at least 
get with you at least for about 45 minute phone call, because to me, it does make a difference. And I do feel that you are here to help and you have many people to help because they're listening to me and they're listening to you and we're just awesome. (laughs) That's right. That's right. I'm actually, yeah, it's really awesome this year. You know, when I started doing this, um, I think it's seven years or something like that, that I resigned and stuff. And and somebody said, probably your seventh year is when it's going to start really like, well, I have uh, communications with national television. Now I get to do like podcasts like this one here with you and such. And it's like the message is really grabbing hold right now. And one of the other things I'd like to dive into, if you're okay with it, is our internal creative process that we all have. So the way I explain this is if you look at like a, like I typically, if I have a PowerPoint, I'd have a stick man on the screen. So there's the head and then the body and a little stick going down for, you know, to the, to connect them to and legs and arms. And if you look at that, our creative process is set up by our conscious mind. The conscious mind is the words that we use. It's the thoughts that we entertain. It's whatever we're focused on is in the conscious mind. And then we have a subconscious mind. And all the subconscious mind does is absorbs whatever the conscious mind is focused on. And then the subconscious mind uses the body to carry out the actions to bring about that experience. Now there's a super, the, the, the super conscious or subconscious, and, but for the purposes of creation, we have those three components. The, the conscious mind is what we're focused on. The subconscious mind absorbs and uses the body to carry out the actions to bring about the experience. So when you have people living, because this is part of self-sabotage, when you have people living with fear, doubt, and worry, limitation, being broke, whatever it is, being lonely, when they live like that, that's what they experience more and more and more of. I had a client a couple of weeks ago, I was helping him do his vision where I just started working with him. And he had in his vision, he wants to be debt free. And I said, no, you don't, because your focus is debt. So he goes, no, 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 no. I want to be debt free. I go, I know, but your focus is debt. So I kind of walk him through the process. He, he was completely debt free in 2014. In 2015, he took on some debt. Part of his plan at the end of 2015 was to get out of debt. We went through each year and each year in 2016, 17, 18, his debt increased with every year, even though his mindset was he wanted to be debt free. So what I told him to do, this is probably about two months ago. I said, let's focus on building wealth. In two, in, in the two months, his debt has gone down beyond what he has seen a drop in all of those years combined. That is awesome. What we focus on, you know, one of the things I say to people is, you know, would you ever speak to another person the way you talk to yourself? Or depends on my day. Would, <laughs> Good answer, Gary. Or would you ever let another person speak to you the way you speak to yourself? And when I say this, people always chuckle and laugh about it and stuff, but I tell them it, it, I understand the humor in it, but it's so detrimental to the life we want to live. Where we put our focus, where we put our attention is where we're placing our intention for what we want to create in life. I like that. Yeah. And just there alone would shift around. If people would pay attention to what they say before they say it, if they pay attention to which thoughts they entertain. Now I've always been taught that we're not responsible for that first thought that shows up in our head. 
but we are responsible for buying into the condominium with a built-in pool, tennis courts, and all the other amenities. So when the thought pops up, we have a decision. We can either release it and let it go, you know, to turn our and turn our focus to what we do want to focus on, or we can entertain that thought of fear, doubt, worry, whatever it may be, and grow it. When people grow it, they're going to experience that in their life. So part of what I do is help people to understand those, but then shift those. Yeah, I understand. So that's like another that. part of self-sabotage. It really is. Like yeah. I, I'm listening and I'm just like, I'm taking all these mental notes right now. Yes. I'm like, I understand it though. And, you know, and I guess it's because I've done it. So I know now what not to do. Yes. Yeah. But it, oh, yeah. It, it takes that time of having to have that sense of, have that moment of realization. Absolutely. You know, here's another thing, Gabby. Do, do you want to have a million dollars? Would you like to have a million dollars? I'd like to have a million too. Okay. Why? Because I would like to be able to help people with it. And I build. love, I love talking to you. So many people, not that it's right or wrong, but so many people I talk to, they'll go, I want a million dollars or have a division. I want a million dollars. And I'll say, why, why do you want a million dollars? Then I never have to worry about running out of money again. I'll have enough money to last the rest of my life. And that's another self-sabotage because when we're trying to create something from the point of fear, it, it can't work out. Mm -hmm. they're, they're afraid of running out of money. So then they, they're trying to create based on that, you know, and, and, and even when it does work out, I have friends I grew up with one in particular who went from kind of raised the way I was and he's a multimillionaire. And he had all this fear along the way. Now he has the money. And guess what? Now he has a big fear constantly about losing it. The fear doesn't go away. It just shifts. Yeah. So when you deal with the fears and understand that your fears are you stepping outside of your comfort zone, that your fear is really telling you that you're at the, at the growing edge of the life that you've been imagining. And understand you can have fear, but kick it the hell out of the driver's seat of your life is when things really start to happen and you face fears into doing what you're doing right now. Right. It's hard. Yes. It can you be. Think. You would think. No, yeah. I, my biggest thing is I don't like really talking by myself in front of people because mm -hmm. I'm always just, you know, cause you don't see yourself recording. I see your face. You see my face. So right. there's always just that. Well, you know, that uncertainty, like, the, um, I've always, I've always heard podcasts that more or less have like hosts. So when I chose to do something by myself, my initial first thought when I made my podcast was that I wanted to try and find a host. And then my fiance was the one who was like, why, Yeah. why do you, why do you need, why do you need somebody to do it with you? And I was like, you know what, Mal, you, you right. You right. I don't, I don't need somebody <laughs> to do it with me. <laughs> and I, and that's when I started it, but it's like, I've told him, I'm like the episodes that I have to record by myself. I'm like, those are just the most nerve wracking, but I know it's at the end of the day, it's all in my head. It, it is. And, and, you know, like, like just listening to you and talking with you and such and getting to know you the way I am. And so I'm like, you're perfect in what you do. 
you know, like everybody that hears this or listening to this is going to go, wow. And not, you know, about you having that fear and even that thought of doing that with a, a host or co-host, whatever you call it, you know, with that and stuff like that. But there are fears that there there are fears. And, mm-hmm. and so often people will use those fears as saying, I can't because no, when really I all the agree, all the fear is saying is you haven't done so yet. So that's mm-hmm. another big one in self-sabotage. I help people walk through their fears and open up those avenues. And I'll tell you, like I've, the, 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 like I've worked with so many clients now. It's so awesome that, that what happens in that transition or transformation in their life is I've had clients who retired from a job teaching and bought a minibus and converted it to a hair salon and drives to industrial parks and ends up people come outside, get their haircut, go back into work. She gets to meet all kinds of people. Now she's increased it to a larger one and has a boutique in the front. That is so awesome. I love yeah, that. Yeah, I've had, I've had professors out in Washington state who have resigned from their position there because they're just burned out and tired of it. And they wanted to live their vision and their passion who for two and a half years now have been traveling around the United States from, from national park to national park, staying there, working, blogging, making money, doing that, and has created this life. They absolutely love. They don't even have a camper. They stay in it. She stays in the, and it's a, she, she stays in the tent everywhere she goes. I've had, Clients I've worked with in entrepreneurs that's got one foot in the employee bucket and one foot in the entrepreneur to help them take that leap of faith into it at full time. And yet every one of them, every one of them has grown. I work with quite a few other coaches and help them to build a solid coaching business, utilizing the same tools and and processes that I use a coach. So like the impact and every time somebody has an impact, it's just, it just lights me up that somebody's life was impacted by what I do. That's the best feeling you can get out of it. I I have my like biggest like win of the podcast so far. And I know this sounds so silly, but to me, it, it speaks volumes. It speaks to the masses. I told you that I had recently did a, a pre a pre-sale for shirts for yes. the podcast to kind of, uh, to buy me a computer. And yes. so of course I marketed it. I, uh, promoted it on all of my social medias. I'm on Snapchat the other day and two people on the same day were wearing my shirt. Oh, how awesome. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know these people and, but it was the best feeling to know. It's like, yes. y'all choose to wear my shirt. Yeah. How <laughs> On awesome. the same day. Oh, I loved that it. is it was, awesome. I loved it. I was just, and they're just, you know, going to work or doing whatever they they're doing. And it's my shirt on. I'm like. Yes. 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 And, and so often we go through life and we don't get the feedback of the impact. And that's why I love about what I do. But even for your listeners, you know, if you get anything out of this podcast at all, put a comment in there, <clears throat> say something back, you know, to Gabby so that she knows yes. that because when we receive that, man, it just ignites you to go even further. So when instead of having the down days, you have those memories of those things to go back and look at and, and continue going forward and getting even more powerful and more enhanced in what you're doing. So. I'll put that out to your audience as a challenge. (laughs) I would have have been that stalker that literally was like going to screenshot the snap 
on, on Snapchat. I was like, <laughs> I shouldn't, probably shouldn't. Cause I was like, oh, I think, yeah, I think you should have put it on your site with it on there. That's awesome. I, you know what, now that I think about it, I'm kind of kicking myself in the butt that I didn't do it because that yeah. would have just been so we can cool. go back and get it right. Or no, it disappears. No, so with Snapchat, yeah, with Snapchat, I think oh. they disappear. So I'm like, I, I it imagine was, you're going to have other opportunities for that. Yes, I was, it was so glorious. It was. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the other things I wanted to do, because, you know, we talk about all this, we talk about self-sabotage, we talk about some of the things to get around it and things like that. But one, a really powerful game, kind of, it's a tool I use with clients that I'd like to share with your audience. So if you're willing to experiment with me here, Okay. I'd love to show them how it works. You willing to do that, Gabby? All right, here we go. So every day when you're waking up, just ask yourself, what would I love today? So Gabby, let me ask you, what's something you would love today? I'm just saying it's the end of the, you know, near the end of the day. And so what, what's something you'd love to be, do, have, give, create, or experience in your life? I'd like to read a few chapters in my book. What would you love, I said? what would I love? Yeah, it can be the same thing, but you said I would like. I would love to, I would love to completely read two to three chapters in my book. (laughs) Nice. So I want you to take a second here and I want you just to feel like, what is that going to feel like to, to achieve that? What's it going to feel like when it happens? It's going to be very empowering because I made that time to make it happen. Yes. So here's the thing with that. So a lot of times when I do this, it's not about creating to do's. So a lot of times for me, but we'll work with the one you did, but for a lot of times for me, it's, I want to have a belly laugh today, or I want to hear some good jokes, or I want to make a new friend, or I want to get a free lunch, or I want to find a hundred dollars, or I want, you know, receive a hundred dollars, or I want, you know, it's things like that. And, and the whole thing then is to take a moment and just get in that place of seeing it happen and feeling what's it going to feel like when that happens. And then just let it go and go about your day. It's not coming up with like a to-do list or things like that. Watch how easy those things, doing it over and over, watch how easily those things start showing up. I had a client just a couple of weeks ago who called me up and she said, um, you know, I did my, what would I love today? And I go, really? And she goes, yeah, it was, I wanted to see a rainbow. And I go, okay. She goes, four hours later, I was at a friend of mine's garage sale and I look in the box and there's one, remember those troll dolls? Yes. There was a troll doll with rainbow hair. <laughs> I've had clients who coincidence. Who, I know. I I've had that. clients who, you know, one time when I was still working in corporate America and we we're going, in, we we're in the depths of bankruptcy and things, you know, and it was just really, you know, you could imagine how negative everybody is and how worried, you know, all this stuff's going on and everything, that emotions. And, and I woke up and I said, I just want to laugh today, man. I haven't laughed all week at work and I just want to laugh, you know? And so I went to work and I got my truck at lunch and I'm driving away and this, this guy called me. He goes, Hey, where are you going to lunch? And I go, yeah. He goes, can I go? And I go, yeah, jump in. So we drive, we find a place to go to lunch. We're driving back and pulling in the parking lot. And I realized I laughed my ass off that entire lunch. And then I remember that's what I asked for in the morning. I've had clients who, when I met them and first started working with them, were in financial, you know, dire straits financially and didn't have money to pay their rent. And they said for two days straight, they just said, I want to receive enough money to cover my rent and then some extra. They received within two days, they received what they needed to pay the rent and had $7 extra 
it works, but it does. And this is part of the whole thing with, with self-sabotage. It's not about saying, this is what I'd love. And then trying to make it happen. We spend so much of our life trying to make things happen. When we state what it is and we get in the tone, just like we do with visions, where you see it clearly, you got a clear picture of it. And then you feel getting that feeling tone of what's it going to feel like when it shows up and you stay in that and absorb that. And then just let the whole thing go and watch and see it show, how often it shows up for you. It's a really powerful tool all about, and this is a big lesson I had to go through, all about allowing life to be easier. Because when it's easier, you enjoy it more. It's more fulfilling. It's more of an adventure. It's more rewarding. And you can achieve even more than when you're beating yourself into exhaustion trying to achieve things. This is so true. I'm going to take so much away from this, you know, because <laughs> I needed to be better about my own life too. So, I mean, we all just do. everybody. I'm only human. <laughs> we, we all do. You know, I still work with a coach in my life. And the reason I do that is because it doesn't matter the level we get to, you know, Bob Proctor, Tony Mm -hmm. Robbins, like Mm -hmm. they still work with mentors and things in their life because we all know what happens is if, if you, if you stop doing that, you start living by your own thinking again. Mm. So we either continue to grow or we go backwards. You know, I used to, I do a lot of work with recovery programs and such. And one of the things I'll tell the new people is I'll ask them, do you have a sponsor? And, you know, if they say no, I always tell them, listen, get a sponsor, because if you don't, that means you're sponsoring yourself and you're the person who got you in this mess in the first place. It's the same thing with our life. If you're not living life, if life you're living a life that is, is really hard or strugglesome or limiting. If you're at a job that you hate, if you're doing things like that, you're the one that put you there. You might not think so, but you did. And I don't say that with blame to it, but you did. So get some help from somebody who's got the knowledge base, the training and the track record to help you move beyond that. It's, it's, it's training you'll take the rest of your life going forward. That's, that's beautiful. And I think yeah. that is something that everybody could definitely use, you know, it, somewhere at some point in your life, coaching is definitely helpful. Yes. Yes. And, and, and no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, you're absolutely right. And whether it's, you know, like I work with individuals, groups, organizations, even corporations because of my business knowledge and understanding and stuff. And a lot of entrepreneurs I work, you know, a lot of real estate people, they, they work like it's, it's an entrepreneurial business, real estate, but so many of them work like they're slaves to that job 24 um, seven burnout, they, they're overworked and things like that. And there's no reason to be other than that mindset. So when I can help somebody shift their mindset, I had somebody call me in beginning of December of last year and say, Joseph, I I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. This has been my most profitable year in 18 years of doing this business. And I worked with her for a little over a year. And at the end of 18 or 19, rather 2019, she took three of her bucket list vacations. So she was able to leave her work enough to truly enjoy her life. She was going back to going to the gym and had balance and all of that stuff going on. That is amazing. Yeah. And it's possible for everyone. 
if people were interested in wanting to sign up for this or at least get in touch with you to discuss this further, how would they mm -hmm. be able to get in touch with you? Anybody can go to coachwithjoseph.com, coachwithjoseph.com, and they can schedule a free book of time, 45-minute book, of, you know, schedule a block of time with me, and we'll get on the phone and we'll talk about where you're at right now, where, and then I'll help open up that vision of where you'd love to be, and then give you some tools to start bridging that gap. If it's something you're interested in working with, we talk from there. If, it, if, if that's all you want is those aspects right there, that's fine too. I don't sell, I serve. I enjoyed when we had our conversation and it's true, you know, you can just take away the information that you have at that moment, or you can choose to go further. Yeah. That's, that's something that I guess you leave, you left me with. What would you like to leave our viewers and listeners with today? I, I, I would really like to say again, is you know, the self-sabotage is a great topic here. I, I really enjoyed talking with you about it, Gabby. And, but, but our life is intended to be full. Our life is intended to be easy. It's intended to be joyful. And, and part of the reason I have the passion I have is because I know that we're each unique individuals with unique talents and gifts within us. And each time somebody goes within and brings those out and lives through that, the entire world becomes a better place for everyone. So getting to, to have that opportunity to be like that in somebody's life. And there is nothing in your life that you desire that you can't obtain. If you get out of your own way. And I can help show you how to do that. Yes. And it's true. You have to get out of your own way to make things happen. Because yes. I had to definitely untake down my wall that I made for myself. We all do. You know, and, and, and really like. Anybody can get to what, what they desire to live in their life, regardless of their, their income, regardless of you know, their bank account, regardless of their history, their education, what side of the tracks they grew up on. None of that matters. What matters is exactly where you at right now and where you'd love to be. And I specialize in taking those two points and focus on bridging that gap. That is amazing. And for those who are listening, this is Joey Groshigan. Oh my God. I know I, I did it right. I you did it right. You said it perfect. You did good. Yeah. <laughs> last time I swear it got me, got me the last time. <laughs> and this is Joey I had on with me today. And I am so excited that I was able to talk with you and we were able to kind of you know, just dig deep. Cause I understand this yeah. is something that you and I have both experienced at one point. Mm -hmm. And I'm very glad that we were able to share it with our viewers and listeners and helps that, you know, something good come out of it for them as well. Yeah. That's, that's my prayer. in all of this is, is that the impact it has on other people, Gabby, I so honored to get to be here with you today and this opportunity yes. to talk with you. It's Thank a gift. Thank you. And for those who are interested in wanting to come on, you are more than welcome to reach out to me at Gabby, G-A-B-B-Y, at shipmyroommatesays.com. All content is going to be streaming again on Saturdays. We are streaming and live on Spotify, iHeartRadio, all major platforms. I had to think about it there for a second. <laughs> And of course, you can always check us out at Facebook and on Instagram are at 
SMRS underscore podcast. Mr. Joey, it was wonderful having you on. Thank you so much for coming on and speaking with me. I look forward to many more conversations. And you have a wonderful evening, sir. You too, Gabby. Blessed. Be blessed. Yes, of course. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Hey, if you enjoyed today's topic and guests, just stay tuned and subscribe. 